Climb aboard the struggle bus. You got problems just like us. Climb aboard the struggle bus. Let Kate and Sally help you. Welcome to the struggle bus. I'm Kate. I'm Sally. <laughs> and we're here to fix your lives. Every single problem. Every your entire life. S- yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, so first of all, I want to say hi to uh, Lucas, who's been tweeting at us. His ha- his handle is at Sad Whale Family, which is my favorite. It's a thing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I have no idea, but he said, "Hey, struggle bus, po- struggle pod buds." Four twenty. Four twenty. Anyone else <laughs> listening to Ordinary World on repeat and scream singing the chorus in the car? Damn it. Oh, yes. That makes me so happy. It's such a great song. Yeah. I, I I've it. listened to it like 20 times since last time we recorded. Oh, me too. I listened to it today like three times. Uh, Lucas, yes. The answer to that is yes. <laughs> yes, all around. Yes. So, of course, if you don't know, you can um, tweet at us at strugglebuspod or email us at strugglebuspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to find a buddy, hashtag is strugglepodbuds. Or 20. <laughs> <laughs> We're also at Sally T or at SPK Heller. So... What's been going on with you, Sally? Um, you know, I, I got nothing other than uh, I got sick. I was sick for uh, like a week. I got really I got really demoralized. My my physical illnesses always turn into like existential crises. Oh yeah, because you know that you start thinking about like the infirmity of the body, and then you're just like I'm a sack of meat on a rock hurtling <laughs> through space. What does it all mean? Um, also, I've been eating a lot of soup, which is I'm over it. So um, you I don't look great. Well, thank you. Um, I, uh, I, I, at one point, I had like a, like a sultry, horse, like mm. sexy voice, uh, or like I don't know, cigarette voice, which is mm. still kind of sexy. Uh, but it's, I guess, it's kind of gone away. So I was hoping it would like stick around for the recording. But oh, I can, I can okay. sense a little. I can, bit of I it. can take up smoking maybe. So for like next yeah, time, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, slide up. That'd let's let everyone take up smoking, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have a, a announcement, I guess. So yeah, you do. Who's your friend that liked the Norm Lewis story? Oh, uh, oh, my friend Julia. Okay, so for those of you who didn't already know, um, I had this really intense uh, thing where I met this guy named Norm Lewis. He's an actor. He's been on Scandal. He just finished playing Phantom uh, on Phantom of the Opera, and my mother stopped him on the street. And next (laughs) thing you know, we're backstage at Phantom hanging out. And now I found out that he is doing my live show, Tell the Bartender Live, next week, February 18th. He's going to be a guest. I'm so psyched. So dreams do come true, kids. They really do. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do. The so, Norm Lewis ones always come true. I, oh, all Fact. my dreams about Norm Lewis are coming true. Um, yes, that's super exciting. So if you can't make it to the show, obviously it'll be up online and I'll let you guys know what happened. But yeah. But if you're like in the tri-state area, you should definitely come to Yes, the, or at least the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, and I think that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. You should like say the date and all that jazz. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's planes. Yeah, you can hop on a train. Yeah. You, can, you can hitchhike. It's fine. Boats. That's bicycles. our advice for this episode, guys, is you yeah. should start hitchhiking. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and everybody have a good... We'll see you next time. And whatever you do, don't tell anyone uh, you love where you're going. Just let <laughs> no, them yes, guess. No, yes, totally. Wonderful. Um, yeah, so uh, basically, we have an idea we have a, for... I would, Sally has a an brilliant idea. idea. This is well, brilliant. I mean, this, is, this actually wasn't my idea. Now that we've already mentioned Julia, I need to say this is Julia's idea. Oh, Sally. But it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> it is brilliant. I'm only crediting her because I think she might listen. Um, so you guys, you can definitely... Um, email us your questions or you can tweet at us you can use the hashtag #strugglepodbuds420. Um, <laughs> by the way this is now a joke it actually is not we may as well but I would say use the 420 if you do that that's, um, yeah. but you know what would be so fun is if you used your phone's voice memo app and recorded yourself asking us a question or talking to us about something you want us to discuss on the show and then we'll put it on the show yeah and email that into us 
uh, email to strugglebusspodcast at gmail and we'll play it on the show. Keep it like relatively brief. Take, you know, I would say stop recording for crying breaks, <laughs> but uh, just because, you know, we don't want to take up too much time, but definitely uh, we, we'd love to hear your voices and we'd love to share your voice and your problems. Yeah, <laughs> and it just, it'll sound fun. It'll be, it'll be a good time. Yeah, we want to put a, a noise to the, the email. Exactly. That makes sense? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm into loopy. it. Um, so also, real quick, you guys, uh, who've been reviewing us on iTunes. That helps so much. So much. So if you write a review and give us five stars, we're going to start reading them out loud. Yeah, we're going to read them. Yeah, so So would you like to read one? I totally, I want to read one. Okay, uh, I'm going to read one from Lily Bet. Nice. Um, And the the title is Better Than Any Advice Column. Goddamn right. Here, here. Um, Okay, so Lily Bet says, I love advice columns, but they can get a bit preachy, and I end up hating the person asking the question. (laughs) (laughs) The struggle bus is not that way. The question and answers, the questions and answers are less, what would Emily Post do, and more, hey, I'm a human being who has a real problem. In fact, I'm slightly concerned they are reading my thoughts because every episode addresses a problem I am having. If they are, that's okay, keep it up. We are. Billy Bet, you keep it up. <laughs> this this review warmed my heart. Thank you so much. So sweet. Um, I'm going to read from 100% Pure Thoughtful. Oh, no, that's not the name of the person. <laughs> that would be an amazing name. That, uh, Nola Cali? Nola Kale. Kale, sorry. Oh, C-A-I-L. That's a different way of spelling Kale. Uh, I'm not a big advice podcast listener, but the struggle bus reaches past trite issues or singular problems and addresses things that we all can relate to. Sibling rivalry, money troubles, how to be a non-terrible person who participates <laughs> in the world around them. Their warm, no-nonsense advice and personal stories are amazing and comforting and let listeners know that Kate and Sally aren't perfect. What? But are perfectly insightful. Hey-o. Yes. I like the way you, you ended that. Um... I, I have to say, I do know who this person is. Oh. She's someone I know. But I think it's a testament to how good this podcast is that someone who I know in my real life listens to it and admits to listening to it. Yeah. And she's known me since I was like a, a tiny child. Seriously? So yeah, so she's like, I don't even know how, maybe like 25 years later, if not more, she's she's listening and saying it's good, which means that it has to be good. Wow. I'm just saying. Awesome. Well, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we just started this because it was super funsies, and mm-hmm. now it's like, awesome. And now look at us go. You're also great. So let's get to our question. Yeah, let's We do have it. a doozy. Uh, yeah, sure. Do you want to read it? Yeah, yeah. Let me All get right. into it. This is from Awesome Mary, our One Woman Street team. Mary, thank you for emailing us, tweeting at us, and just being awesome and just supporting the podcast. I get so excited every time Mary tweets at us. Me too. I I favorite everything. Um, Okay. Mary says, hey, Sally. Hey, Catherine. Continuing on with the theme of traumatic things, here's my situation. I saw my high school stalker for the first time in five years on my college campus. I didn't even remember she existed until I saw her again. She was an emotionally horrible thing in my life, so much so that I mostly erased her existence from my brain. And, and she wouldn't leave me alone even after I told her to go away. I stopped fe- being her quote-unquote friend. She followed me around asking me, what would be cons- asking me what would be considered small talk questions. Hmm? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> asking what would be considered small talk questions if there weren't so many. Sorry, I just forgot how to read for like That's a okay. really quick second. Um, and hadn't felt like daggers. Maybe she was an emotional vampire. Mm-hmm. That's in bold. That's in bold. <laughs> I graduated. My school counselor retired. Nothing was solved. When I saw her just over a week ago, she waved at me like she had done nothing wrong. I escaped the situation. I was in complete shock for three days and repeatedly listened to this year. That's the Mountain Goat song. Be. Oh, great. Okay. Yes. Um, as I tried to avoid her name, her voice, and flashbacks from high school from 
from coming back to no avail. Because of her and other bullies, I have no foundation as far as memories go. I'm sure they're, I have them somewhere in my brain, but they cannot be accessed easily. She's one of a few reasons why I never feel confident at all talking to anyone for any amount of time. I feel like I know nothing about myself except descriptions. Writer, great Twitter person, podcast marathoner, etc. By the way, what else do you need to know about someone? That they're yeah, a writer, it. good on Twitter, and a podcast marathoner. Um, the thread is thin as far as feeling like an actual person. Anything, anything you can say to this will help. It took me three days to be able to write a rough draft and over a week to be able to... Hmm. Have, have this seem coherent slash short enough to send. I'm still in shock, but I'm doing okay. The thoughts still consume me, but at least I'm not drowning. What should I do about it? How do I deal with it mentally? What can I do to stay quote unquote sane, even when I don't see her while on campus, but I'm paranoid that I will again? It was very traumatic and it was equally, maybe even more traumatic seeing her for a split second on campus recently. Thanks for all you do. Your podcast is like a song, even on repeat, it never gets old mm. and new things can always be gained with it with each lesson and believe me when i say i've listened to the episodes many 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 times over keep doing what you're doing forever your one woman street team mary struggle pod buds keeping the hashtag alive <laughs> amazing letter mary i actually did write back to mary uh briefly just because i was like she needs help immediately awesome. i actually told my boyfriend i was like i gotta do something <laughs> um Here's my first take on it. First yeah. of all, the fact that you can acknowledge this, um, you know, it's very, it's a very hard thing to do. Um, I don't know the details of what this person did to you, but I imagine that they traumatized you and that really sucks and having to see them every day or being worried about seeing them, etc. I have a sort of, I want to say similar story, but this is, reminds me of this. So as you know, I'm estranged from my father. We don't talk. Like he told us he didn't love us anymore and disappeared. And then uh, I was doing a show in the city. It was an improv show. And the director's like, oh, uh, Richard Heller. I can name him because I talk about him yeah, everywhere. why not? Um, made two reservations. That's your dad, isn't it? And I was like, what? Um, and I didn't know if he, it was my dad. I didn't know if it was, you know, someone with his name. And the day the show came and I was like, I don't, I don't, what's, I actually thought if I see him, I will crumble into a ball and lose all my magical powers. Does that even make any sense? Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I, I thought I'd lose everything I gained mm. from recovering from the divorce yeah. and the trauma. I was like, once I see him, I'm going to melt. Mm -hmm. And um, the day of the show came and I, I really wanted to know if he was going to be in the audience. And then a half hour before the show, we're warming up on stage. And I knew all my friends were going to come that night. My sister was going to be there and there was all this support. And I looked around and the stage was so safe to me. I love performing. Mm -hmm. And I felt this bubble of love from my castmates that was impenetrable and I was like you know what I don't even want to know if he's here tonight let's do a show of course halfway through the show I saw him in the audience <laughs> which is weird um but you know what Sally and Mary and everyone I did a fine job mm. and I realized I've been creating how much power he had over me for years now granted he's my dad and it's very traumatizing but and I, I hate saying like, you only let them have the power because obviously they have a hold on you, mm -hmm. but there is an aspect of how much you can control. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. So it's so hard to tell you like, it's gonna be fine, but it's gonna take time, but you are going to be fine. Mm -hmm. You are surrounding yourself with good people, great podcasts, <laughs> you know, you've got a lot of love. If you can try to focus on that as much as you can, so it doesn't. Don't let her ruin your life again. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah, let her yeah, yeah. take control. What do you have any thoughts? Yeah, about? I mean, I was just gonna say, like, I think, you know, if you don't feel physically unsafe, which I, I'm gonna like assume that you you don't, just because you, I think you would have mentioned it. Um, then the the worst case scenario 
of running into her is probably actually what you've already experienced, which is like running into her, feeling terrible and like getting the fuck away from her ASAP. So like, I think you can take comfort in the fact that like the worst has already happened and you extricated yourself instantly and it took some time to recover and it was tough, but you did um, and you are recovering. And um, I think like these people, these emotional vampires, they get their power from like sinking their teeth into you, not to take this vampire thing to like oh, no, way dude. too far. Take it to the um, next level, Sally. Speaking of garlic, um, <laughs> listen, uh, I watched Buffy so I can like take this across the finish line. Oh, yeah. Um, but like the thing is like the only way these people can destroy your life is if you let them into your life. Um, you know, people that you're physically afraid of and who you think might attack you, like that's a different thing because they force themselves into your space. Mm. Um, but like someone like this, um, you know, you can remove yourself from her uh, kind of as soon as she like makes her presence known. And um, like you asked, what can I do to stay sane, sane even when I don't see her on campus, but I'm paranoid that I will again. I think that I know like for me, I sometimes don't even worry about an event. I like worry about ha- like my fear of an event happening and I can spin into this whole like spiral of anxiety and fear and then I like I'm not even worried about the actual thing anymore I'm just like dealing with my own feelings of fear about the thing and so I think like if you can kind of stop that kind of spiral from happening and remind yourself that like even if you do see her again you're gonna get through it like you did the the last time um, that might give you some strength and let you be like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to go out in the world and like, maybe I'll yeah. see this asshole and then it'll be over. When I did actually see my dad after the show, he stayed to talk, which was just so fucking weird. Um, he seemed more nervous than I was. He seemed pathetic. He seemed sad. Mm-hmm. And he said some weird things because he is mentally disturbed. Like, there, no, no, you know, he, he has a lot of problems. And I've come to terms with it, but... I'll never forget how I felt that night when I went home. I was like, I survived and tomorrow's another day. Yeah, totally. I just did that thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying you should go up to her or go out to a play with her or anything like yeah, that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But as, insofar as like, okay, Sally, what, what, what do you think like if she sees this person on campus and the woman comes up to her, what mm-hmm. do you think she should do? I mean, you know, I think it depends on your comfort level with the person. If you can, you know, sometimes when you tell someone like who already doesn't is already completely boundaryless i need you to never talk to me again it mm. kind of only provokes them more yeah um i think just walking away um is perfectly fine to do you know i think if you find yourself having like fight or flight response and you're getting like your palms are sweaty and your heart is racing i mean you know like this kind of a situation can be traumatizing and i think you know dealing with it when you start to have like that kind of a reaction to some sort of like event it could be that you're dealing with some post-traumatic stuff and so in that case like that's a thing that I think you need to work out with like deal with in in therapy but like if if you feel like it's kind of like your um like run-of-the-mill every day but still incredibly shitty and distracting and anxiety producing anxiety I think it's fine to just fucking remove yourself from the situation and also the you know deep down I'll bet you Mary's angry at this person no shit do you know what I mean yeah. like there uh, maybe yeah, you're afraid Mary of actually feeling the emotions of being pissed off mm-hmm. you know and you're beating yourself up and it's like um that's that's something you need to work through but um obviously this person is gonna harm is not gonna harm you they have har- done all the harm. You're strong enough now to know to walk away and mm-hmm. listen to awesome music and awesome podcasts. Mm-hmm. But it does suck when there's somebody in your 
periphery all the time that has a history with you. Yeah. And but you, it will be over soon, Mary. You're going to be done with school soon. There's yeah, that. totally. I mean, I think also like if you find yourself being like so, if it's like, I would say, you know, disrupting you to the point where like you're thinking about it constantly or like your everyday life is like really suffering, then there's like probably something about the situation or about her that you need to like think more about and investigate and understand. Um, because, you know, you know, there, there's no time by which people need to like quote unquote get over things. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah. But we hope that like with the passing of time, things become less and less like things that were hard and terrifying become like less and less scary and more and more like a thing we can deal with. And if you feel like time is passing and it's like not getting any less terrifying or any less terrible, um, you know, it's probably, you know, seeking like some outside help besides us Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know what i mean that can that can help you might be a thing to do too yeah and also you mentioned bullies in the past and oh boy i sure had my set of those i now see them on facebook and they seem like fucking losers Mm. um (laughs) but it you know it's still i still have the the memory of being in junior high school and like coming home crying every day because you know i was teased about my looks or my whatever and um you know it's it's really traumatizing but the the more you distance yourself from the situation, which is hard to do because you're in the same school with mm-hmm. this person. You'll soon see that you're a lot stronger than you realize. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, life's complicated and difficult. You're going to hit these things. But I hate saying this, but they only make you stronger. <laughs> but they do, you know. And I wonder, oh, actually, I just had an idea. Maybe being a counselor to other kids who mm-hmm. have been bullied or something would help you because I find I can only stand up for myself when I do it through someone else's problem. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, he did what to you? And then I can like, you know, straight up, whatever. Um, maybe you can give back. and Maybe you can learn by helping others mm-hmm. and, and focus on helping people as opposed to worrying about the next time you see her in the hallway. Yeah, I, I think um, that's really interesting advice. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I was just thinking about being in social work school and, and noting that there are people around me who I... I was like, I think you might be dealing with your childhood problems like in this class we're having right yeah. now, which isn't like probably good for you or the clients you're helping. But like, I do think that that's right. That like what you said, Catherine, that like if there's another outlet for you to be sort of like exploring like issues of like bullying or like stalking or whatever, maybe it'll, I mean, there is like the, the idea of like being exposed to something and like dealing with it and like um surviving it like help it you know, like like can help your like stress reaction like when you're in a situation so mm-hmm. i think it's something to think about for sure yeah awesome mary you're the best so we wanted to talk a little <coughs> bit about um therapy yeah we do so uh did you want to start off the uh sort of what you wanted to open up because we talk a lot about therapy yeah. on the show and it seems like and i joked to my therapist this week i said yeah our advice always ends up with and go see a stranger yeah exactly. but we also know that's not easy yeah. to do uh, financially and otherwise and emotionally and there's always a block there and and there's some strengths that suck and there's people who have bad experiences and never want to go back and should everyone be in therapy i mean it's totally up to you but if you do want but to yes we want to talk to you about therapy <laughs> yeah so i i was just thinking about the number of times i i say on the show um you know i say like a bunch of stuff that i think sounds right from my perspective and then i like cap it off with like but you should probably go to therapy yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i mean going to therapy is like what it what it means to me is talking like exploring your mind and the motivations for your thoughts and behaviors and patterns that you're in with someone who's qualified to help you explore explore them in a helpful productive way because exploring your own patterns and thoughts and reactions in your head 
can be like just like this endless like over and over and over again like unproductive like anxiety loop and exploring them with friends is like this thing where like they're bringing their own shit like you know how it is like you you tell someone about like like a thing that happened in like a relationship and they and they go on that they'll like respond telling you how terrible relationships are because like they just got broken up with there's like so much of that <laughs> mm-hmm. and like therapy is this like not that I idealize it or anything everyone but like it's this beautiful perfect place where um you get to like have your emotions and explore them safely without the other person's like baggage and bullshit coming into it and of course I'm sure that like there is baggage and bullshit and there's like projection and transference and stuff like that but um just the idea is that you have like a safe space that's like free of like basically anyone's bullshit but your own and it's all about you so I know people are like oh I feel so selfish being in therapy and talking about me no you need that yeah and you need to talk about that in therapy if that's how you feel by the way um I I like to liken it to um okay so I grew up my mom's a psychologist I was forced to go as a kid I hated it and then when I actually decided to go I found a really great shrink and it changed my mind right um And I sort of see it as these people are trained to understand your brain Mm -hmm. and to look objectively, not as your friend, but objectively as a doctor, what is going on Mm -hmm. and the patterns of what you're doing. Um, Think of it like a yoga instructor, right? The yoga instructor is there to help you do the pose correctly, Mm -hmm. to tell you you can do that, you know, a little bit differently to make you feel better or that's going to hurt if you do that. Um, They're like doctors who just sort of help you make yourself feel better Mm -hmm. they don't do it for you they don't give you solutions they never tell you whenever I say to my shrink like what should I do she's like what do you think you should do (laughs) but the truth is I don't I need to learn it for myself this person helps guide you and hold your hand and let you find the answer yeah yeah look at it like that as opposed to this self-indulgent wah 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 Freudian thing um a shrink really for me helps me understand myself Mm -hmm. that much better and I think like everyone has a different style and approach so you do have like those more psychoanalytically like trained or focused therapists who are gonna be like like you'll walk in and be like oh I'm sorry I'm I'm late and they'll be like like the first thing they'll ask you about to talk about is like like what your thoughts are on why you said sorry you were late like Mm -hmm. you get like really up your own ass which by the way I love I think is amazing and then you have you know therapists who like you know maybe like I mean there's different kinds of therapy too like maybe you have a therapist who's like a little bit more oriented towards like changing like your actual behavior Mm -hmm. like um and not so much like delving into exploring your thoughts so they're like definitely different kinds of therapy and within those kinds there are therapists who have like different approaches but I thought it might be useful to like talk a little bit about what it's like to be in therapy maybe like I don't know the the first time or what the experience is like in case people that's a thing that I'll, people are I'll, about. I'll give you guys an example of something that happened last week or two weeks ago um it's a revelation that I did not ever think about that I'm actually now working on um so I was there and I was really depressed because um I have some anxiety about finances right now and career and you know I'm in a new relationship and I'm you know things happen mm-hmm. where you get nervous and I I walk into the room and I'm crying and I just blarf out all this stuff about things I'm upset about and then I stopped and I was like but you know what like I have this really great podcast and like my friends are amazing and the, and she goes stop and I go what she goes you you talked yourself out of feeling the feelings you were feeling mm. you just stopped yourself from being present and tried to make excuses and not let yourself be sad mm. and I said yeah and she's like well, why do you think that is I was like because I don't want to be sad she goes it's okay to be in the moment and I was like no it's not it's terrifying and those words actually mm-hmm. came out of my mouth and she's like well you need to let yourself do that or else you're going to keep pushing it down 
and you know she goes I noticed that you always make a joke after you talk about something sad that because that's because that's what you're supposed to do yeah guys I'm a performer (laughs) no but she's right I always cut everything off with a sarcasm Mm -hmm. you know or something like that um so my exercise this last two weeks has been being in the moment when I am sad and when I am happy Mm. and it's actually been really great it helped me with some personal that's amazing bullshit I was dealing with this week I someone (laughs) I remember um like I dealing with that whole thing of like making jokes that's like a that's a coping thing I do for sure and I was you know seeing this therapist like I was like kind of just getting to know it was like the beginning of our relationship and I I kept making all these jokes and I was getting like nothing from her and Mm. I was like this material kills in other (laughs) in other rooms this is my this is the this tight five about my childhood is usually goes really well why are you why am I getting nothing from you nothing I was getting nothing and I got angry and she just basically was like you know she kind of said the same thing which is just like you know you you know she didn't say she wasn't so direct as to say you always make a joke you always try to be funny but basically she alluded to being like I'm not gonna engage with the thing that you do to distract yourself from the pain that you're feeling or the anger that you're feeling or the emotion that you don't want to engage with and mm-hmm. I was like fuck you yeah. that's brilliant and like I think a lot of therapy is like at least for me is like I, I spent a lot of time like the last time I was in therapy because by the way like I don't think it's like you go to therapy get fixed and then you're done you're like I'm good let's live life it's like <laughs> you you go on and off I think like I mean for me ideally and also I think like what is ideal for everybody is like you go on and off but um like I remember that the my therapist would like suggest things and she she wasn't the kind of therapist who would be like you should do this you should do that you do this, you do that. Mm-hmm. She would kind of like reflect back to you what she was like hearing you say and like ob- observing that you would say. Mm-hmm. And she would like, you know, make an observation about something I was doing. And I would be like so angry and defensive and defiant. And I would be like, that's crazy. That's bullshit. You don't understand me. Like, and like, just like whatever accusations you can like level at another person. And then like the weekend would come and go and I'd be back and I'd be like, you were totally right about that thing yep you know and it's like and that's like kind of the up and down of it where it's like it can be like difficult and painful and scary but it's also there's something very elating about dealing with that pain and Mm. things that scary as they relate to your own mind and also uh i because we're actually almost out of time. Holy um, shit. I know. This just flies. So you might be sitting at home saying, okay, that's great, Kate and Sally. I can't fucking afford it. Mm. And I live in the middle of nowhere. My, I don't have health insurance because most health insurances don't cover therapy, which is just infuriates Garbage. me. Infuriates me. Here's, here's my advice and here's what I found to be true. There are, in most places you go to, um, strings who will do sliding scale mm-hmm. because there's – uh, psychologists have to always keep taking classes. It's like continuing education, or they want to go to the next level and be an analyst. These people have to log in hours, and they use they work for clinics, and they're legit like psychologists. My mine is currently, I think she's in her fifties. She clearly knows what she's doing, but she has to log in hours at this clinic. Um, so therefore, it's sliding scale. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying basically nothing for a mm-hmm. completely wonderful therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing you can do: look up any clinics. Um, I just Google it, I guess. Yeah, and also like, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, 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 no. Um, if you're if you're in a if you're in or near a city that has a university where people are studying, yes, like either social work or psychology or anything like that, you can usually also get either free or sliding scale yes. therapy. Yes, and also um, <clears throat> if you work, oh, this is only in New York City. Sorry, there are some 
insurance companies that do cover if you are severely depressed and uh some shrinks do paperwork saying you know fuck it like this person should be covered yeah even if you're not quote unquote suicidal yeah they'll like give you a diagnosis they'll give you a diagnosis and the other thing i wanted to say was um uh how do you know how you you have a good shrink what do you do when you go in for the first session um i guess it's always a gut reaction Mm -hmm. you know um right would you say i mean yeah i think like i think there are things that i always want because like because I have worldview things that I feel like someone has to have in order to understand me. But I do think that if you get too like micro about what you want, it's like part of like building up a defense about like, you know, this is the only person who can understand me. This is the only person who will help me. And that's kind of a, a defense. But I do think that like, for example, like when I was looking for a shrink in like 2004, um, I knew I wanted someone who's either queer or really like a safe and affirming person, not mm. some like bullshit like person who's like, I'm an ally, but like didn't understand <laughs> like what it, but like thought that like uh, what I was just going to make a joke about scissoring, but I'm like not even going to go there. Um, but like, um, and I knew I wanted someone um, who had like some sort of a social justice like Lens and so you I, don't have to explain it to them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, um, I, I went with a, someone who was a master's of social work because, um, I mean, ideally, social workers uh, in in the code of ethics for social workers, there's like a very strong social justice imperative and component. And I mean, not everybody like follows it and integrates it into their practice, but ideally they do. Mm. Um, but I mean, I do think it's like it's like it's there's chemistry that's either like. I think, I mean, it depends on the kind of person you are. Some people don't feel instant chemistry like ever. Mm. But I do think that like if you have a gut feeling that someone is probably not right, definitely don't go to them. Mm -hmm. And otherwise, like sometimes it just takes a little time to build trust. Here's an example of someone who is a terrible psychologist. So my Mm -hmm. friend went, so she is, identifies as straight. She is currently, actually they're getting married next week, uh, getting married to a female-bodied, male-identified trans Mm -hmm. person. Um, So she became attracted to this person before the person knew they were uh, a guy, you Mm -hmm. know, that they were female-bodied. So she's like, I guess I'm a lesbian, okay. And she's trying to explain to her shrink that she's, you know, with this guy, but has a female body and she has daddy issues and her mom and her don't talk and he just sat there and went I know what your problem is oh you hate men oh god okay that person can fuck all the way off yeah that but person that was should her... be like fired yeah. and also maybe like drawn and quartered that was her <laughs> and that was her first experience and she goes I'm never going back and I was like please give it another chance with someone else yeah but that is that is, if someone says something like that that's fucking bullshit that's bullshit and also like remember Everyone wants an excuse to like not keep going to therapy oh, yeah, because it's time. terrifying. Mm-hmm. But like there are terrible garbage people in every profession. Yes. You know, so you have to like, you know, I always thought it'd be like a million dollar idea to have like okay Cupid for shrinks. <gasps> I mean, for finding shrinks, not like for shrinks to date each other. Oh, right. No, no, no. Yeah. But that would be, it wouldn't work in any way. But I mean, I just, I think there are so many different things to try to like find in in a shrink. And really what it comes down to is like, do you trust them? Do you trust their worldview? And like, can you feel safe with them? And check their Yelp reviews. <laughs> and check <laughs> their Yelp reviews. So um, is that is that it pretty much? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I mean, I could talk about this for hours, but we should end. But if you have questions yeah. about finding a therapist, I mean, my mother is in the profession. Um, so I could even ask her you know, to like tell me what state you're in. Maybe mm-hmm. I can, like, honestly, I, I do this all the time. Oh, actually, I was going to say one other thing. Um, there are therapists who will do like Skype, like they'll like do like remote sessions. So if mm. you're somewhere where you feel like you can't see someone or 
or like go to group therapy if you can't find like yeah. you know one-on-one therapy near you um and if you have specific questions about therapy like you know either like how to find one or like what it's like or whatever i feel like people have a lot of questions that they feel um embarrassed about or scared to ask or like um but that they really need to know in order to feel comfortable even like taking that step like mm-hmm. ask us like right you know yeah. right to struggle struggle podcast at gmail.com yeah yeah and like i said i i have an in in the industry and i'm <laughs> and my mother like loves helping people yeah. so you it, need a shrink Catherine's your guy got it um yeah so okay let's talk about the song of the week let's this is my pick it. right yeah it's all you girl sorry it's not as good as ordinary world no but nothing is so no i nowhere to go but d- downhill uh let's talk about bell and sebastian uh it. they're my favorite band okay um i love them so much and there's this song called dirty dream number two and uh it's sort of I don't want to say a love song, but it's sort of an exciting song about a sexual desire and fantasy. And whenever I am, uh, last time I was single uh, and I was really a little depressed about the world, I thought, you know what, actually, it's kind of awesome being single because mm-hmm. you meet new people all the time and it's just really fun mm-hmm. and you get on these flirtations. So on the note of Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. fuck Valentine's Day, Oh, we first didn't even talk all. about that. No, but fuck it. Okay. So if you're single and you're fuck like, it. oh, I don't want to be single, you know what, it's just as hard as being in a relationship. And... Uh, this is my. This goes out to all my singles out there, all right. who want to get their fuck on. All my single ladies. I'm a single peeps, yeah. <laughs> and it's called Dirty Dream Number Two. And just an example, the first line is, "I'm lucky I can open the door and I can walk down the street. Unlucky, I've got no place to go, so I follow my feet." That to me means like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I'm still walking. Yeah. I'm still alive." Mm-hmm. And there's more awesome. Uh, a choice is facing you. A healthy dose of pain. I love that. Like, yeah, things are going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, choices facing you as you stare through the rain. The choices facing you, but I choose to refrain for today. Tomorrow we'll be back in trouble again. Love it. I love it. It's yeah. like you know what? Shit's messy. Life's messy. Get the fuck into it. This song is so poppy and happy, though. I'm. Um, um, yeah. This is awesome. All I right. Love it. So yeah, if you have any questions or you know, tweet at us at strugglebus pod. <laughs> Email us at strugglebuspodcast at gmail dot com. And uh, hashtag struggle pod buds for four twenty. <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you. Um, Thanks, guys. I'm Kate. I'm Sally. And uh, now, Belle and Sebastian.
Oh, uh-huh. 